0: Greetings. Before we get started, the Whole Ugly Truth crew wants to thank you very much for helping us to keep our show going. Despite their awesomeness, Jamie and Paula are not radio DJs, professional comedians, or celebrities. So it's only by your loyalty and sharing the show that the Ugly Truth continues to grow. So thanks, honorary Uggs, or hugs as we like to call you. We really appreciate the support. And now, on with the show. You love them because they remind you of your sisters and BFFs. It's the Uggs. Jamie.
1: I really, really need to be medicated and put into a bed.
0: And Paula.
2: I mean, it's no different than putting their balls in your mouth.
0: Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth.
1: We're back. This is episode 133 oh of- Welcome to The Ugly Truth. We're back from a one-week break. If you are caught up, and this is your newest episode, you know that producer Dub's daughter was getting married. And Mm -hmm. so we took the break so that producer Dub could mentally and physically prepare to hand off one of his girls to wifehood, whatever you want to call it. You know what? I don't know about you, Paula, because, I mean, you're part of the family, obviously. Yeah. I am mentally kaput. I'm so – I got lost getting home last night. I'm so tired emotionally and mentally. I I really, really need to be medicated and put into a bed for, like, 24 hours
2: and just recover. So every day this week after I take the kids to school, I have come back home and I have fallen asleep on the couch because oh I God. am so tired. And yeah. it's just been um, – I guess it's like just decompressing or because, you know, it's kind of like, you know, shaking a soda bottle and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then opening the cap and everything explodes and then like eventually everything settles down. You
1: know what? It's almost like this whole thing was a giant erect penis. It exploded with ecstasy. And then this is an incredibly long refractory
2: period. We're all walking around like baby giraffes. Until we can collapse and take a nap.
1: (laughs) It's like, you know, now we know how guys feel. No wonder they fall asleep for
2: four hours afterwards or whatever. That's me. I fall asleep for like four (laughs) hours.
1: (laughs) Yes. So what's interesting is I was really under the impression that I would be okay because, I mean, of course, I I love Natalie. She's not my daughter by blood. I didn't give her life, but I've been around her since she was almost two years old. So it's not like one of those awkward things where I met her when she was nine. Right. I've known her for, you know, since she was a toddler. Right. So. Emotionally, I, I was prepared, but I was really resigned to the fact that I was there for producer Deb mm-hmm. and for Natalie and, you know, just essentially being a support cast member in this whole thing. Because, let's be real, it hasn't been an easy ride with, uh, you know, when you're a blended family, there's always hiccups along the way.
2: Yeah, different opinions and...
1: Well, like you're not my mom and you are not my daughter's mom and things like that would occur for over the last 20 years. And so it was made, you know, resoundingly clear to me that I was not the mother. And so I was somewhat relieved to know that I my participation in our first wedding as a family, I was taking somewhat of a backseat. I was really actually not I was not upset about that. And I was a big proponent of You know, mom really getting center stage and and taking control and this is her only daughter and therefore I support that 100% and i make sure that everyone knew that. However, I'm still the villain and I've always been the villain. (laughs) And now we're adding a new family who also feels like perhaps I'm a bit of a villain because I'm the evil stepmother. And that's because they've known me since, you know, Natalie was in high school. So and, you know, those are tumultuous times. So, oh, yeah, they, needless to say, it wasn't the most smooth transition from support member to evil.
2: I don't know what it is. I mean, I guess every storyline needs a villain in life. And mm-hmm. so I don't know why you're the easy target, at least in your family dealings. I'm the easy target because I am not this child's parent, and yet I am parental.
1: And right. I, it really is that I, – I really believe that is it. Being the outsider, um, it's easy yes. to – yeah, okay, yes. I get it. I get it. Let's take some, you know, inventory on the fact that you would also be an easy target in your familial situations. Oh, oh, and I have been many Absolutely. times.
2: Many yes. times I've been to blame for, you know – everything. Anything that goes wrong in my own life, you know, but 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 in relation to
1: not our family, like sisters. No, I mean, but usually as it
2: affects Victor's life or something like that.
1: Right. And the thing is, is that I've grown comfortable with it because I know my truth. I know I'm not the villain. Right. I'm just the one that's easy to pile on. And I'm big enough as far as uh, myself as my confidence and my security. I'm like, bring it on because I know what's real. And ultimately, everybody realizes that I'm not the one. And that's okay. So, we were having these discussions throughout the weekend. You know, you got to attend the rehearsal, Mm -hmm. which I thought went very well. Didn't you?
2: Yeah, I I didn't notice any unusual tension or anything like that. I thought it seemed fine, so.
1: Yeah, it was. And so at some point, I don't remember. Well, I'm not, I obviously wasn't a part of the wedding rehearsal part. I was just there because my daughters are the bridesmaids. And, you know, obviously the father of the bride, the FOB, is my husband. And so I'm sitting along the sidelines with the grandma. And I'm sitting there and she said something. I don't remember what it was. She had some disdain for somebody um, in the groom's fa- family, and I, I said, well, have you mentioned this to anybody?" And she goes, "What's the point?" And I said, "Yeah, you're right. Sometimes there's no reason to mention hatred or disdain for someone when it's not going to like resolve anything. I
2: mean, if it's not productive, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I meant." And so I said, "Look, I go." I've been the villain in this scenario for a very long time. She goes, you know, you really have. Yeah. (laughs) It was funny and it was nice to be validated because what was great is she kind of released me. I am no longer her villain. It was awesome. Oh, you got to pass the torch. Yes, it was awesome because I'm, I'm thinking... I'm so glad you've acknowledged and I'm so glad that I'm being released of the title. It's super cool. It's like, I feel like I should get a speech or some kind of like, should I get a watch or a golden something to, you know, commemorate this official,
2: official day? Steak knives. I don't
1: know. Fabulous. Whatever, you know, whatever. So, but you know, what's really great is that sometimes weddings, maybe even funerals, what they do is obviously there's always a lot of drama. Mm hmm. And there was, but when you see that suddenly there's a new common enemy or a new common, you know, now we all have someone we don't like, not officially, I'm just saying, you know, symbolically, a lot of baggage and a lot of, you know, past resentments kind of just go away.
2: Well, you kind of align. It's like, just like any country that, you know, think about the world wars, you know, Several countries became united. and I'm sure at some point or another, those countries probably had conflict amongst sure. each other. But it's kind of like there's a greater purpose at hand. And yes. so they can align and, and put aside their differences and then hone in on, you know, the bigger issue. And the bigger. So, yeah,
1: exactly. The bigger so, threat,
2: I guess. Exactly. And so it was, for me,
1: cathartic. And I will say Daryl's ex-wife and her mom and their family were incredibly pleasant, very, very decent and kind to me. It was crazy. I I thought I'm like, what am I taking crazy pills? What happened? But I am no longer nearly as bad as they thought. First of all, I didn't act. You know, you build up when you when you think you hate somebody for for things that happened 25 years ago or 20 years ago you build up this persona in your brain as who they are or how they're going to be you know i mean you really can build you know talk about backstory you know? yeah really you can huh? really create a backstory and then they have to interact with me for more than 20 seconds and they realize Oh, God, she's not a raving bitch at all. I mean, right. I can be, but I'm not in general, not that person. And all of a sudden I'm decent and I clearly love Natalie very much and I have her best interests at heart and we're all on the same page, which they never knew. And it's like this really I mean, everybody's faces just kind of relaxed. And for that part of it, I was so glad yeah, I was so glad for Natalie's sake, for the bride's sake, for producer Dub's sake. I mean, it really alleviated so much potential concern for you know negativity and fighting, and there was none, right? So that in, in itself, in it, you know, in itself was wonderful. But I will say, I really, really, really have found that that movie with Steve Martin, the rendition of Father of the Bride with Steve Martin, is dead accurate it
2: It is so accurate Paula no joke at least for fathers I don't remember the mom being like you know nervous or anything like that. But I mean, I guess it was because it was focused on the dad. It wasn't really it was. addressing the mom, but...
1: Right. And that's that's the only, really, that's the only perception I have because I'm married to the dad, the, fo- the FOB. You right. Know? So I don't really know what the, what the mom was going through, although I could see she was like the mom, very supportive, very excited, getting what she, you know, no, no expense was spared as far as we could afford it. It was going to happen the way Natalie whatever Natalie wanted for her vision mom was going to make it happen
2: and she did and a really good job I mean it was beautiful it was very very lovely. a lot of the fun little like you know Pinterest projects that you talked yes. about they actually yes. turned out really cute I they thought they
1: did they did and, and you so- know you never know <laughs> you never know with Pinterest
2: yeah, really, huh? You
1: you could get cute... You know, you see the cute little happy face, you know, Rice Krispie balls with cute little googly right. eyes, and then you get frightening
2: melt face. It looks like something from Poltergeist.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that didn't... Ha- Nailed it! Yeah, None right. of that happened. <laughs> no, yeah. they were all... All the little... All the cute little
2: um, activities, everything that, that they... That Natalie really wanted were great. So I had a different perspective of the wedding, simply because... I was at the rehearsal because my daughter, Olivia, this, um, the six-year-old, she was the flower girl. And yes. so I basically was her handler for the next... Yes. The, not that I'm already not her handler, but when something's required of her... Mm-hmm. Then I get nervous because, you know, like the the walk they had to take down. It was like Lombard Street. It was yes. so
1: it was like a quarter of a mile. It was very long. It was a long winding. The long. Oh, I know.
2: Long winding. I mean, it <laughs> they was. They should have played long that song as road. everyone was coming down.
1: <laughs> no kidding. I actually got nervous that the song Natalie chose to walk down the aisle to. I was worried that that it was only. They were going to run out minutes. of time. Yeah. You're gonna run out of music.
2: Yes, it was a long walk, and so Olivia, I can barely get her to walk straight, let alone remember. You know, and there's multiple paths, and there's ramps, and there's stairs, there were forks in the road that she had to choose, right? You know, and choose your own adventure. She can't read, so I mean, you know, the signs. Even though it says ceremony, you know, might as well have said, you know, this way this to, Alba- way to Albuquerque or something. Right. And so, <laughs> yes. So she did well. The actual day of the wedding, she did take a wrong turn and started to go down the stairs. And then she realized, Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, this is taking me to the other side. And so then she went back up the stairs and ran to the center. And then she only threw flowers halfway down the aisle. Did someone instruct her, like, where's your flowers? Or I I kept trying to whisper. I was trying to, you know give instruction as you know politely as mm-hmm. I could and so you know short of like Olivia drop your flowers you know it's hard because it's overwhelming I mean it wasn't a
1: humongous wedding party I mean there so. was probably 80 70 80 people there yeah it watching was, yeah it was quaint but that would intimidate anybody walking in you know you're deliberately walking into a crowd and having to be composed
2: and throwing flower petals and six. Right, you know, that's a lot. It's scary. It's intimidating. And then they wanted her up on the stage with everybody else, and yes. so. Um, but you know, she she like took the whole thing very seriously. She did. She was very, uh, you know. Kept herself together and and everyone's like, she's doing such a good job. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I don't even know who this child is because she's not mine.
1: The the thing with flower girls and little ring bearers, you know, when you incorporate small children into weddings, they're usually comedy relief. Yeah, because it keeps people from getting too emotional. You know, you don't want to do the ugly cry at a wedding and she she filled that role completely and it was perfect it was so perfect and there were you know listen with all weddings there's always something that doesn't go perfectly it doesn't go off without a hitch you know sure Natalie obviously was emotional in the bridal suite with her mother and then dad comes in and then it starts all over again you know and then right so he producer dub is so good about being a jokey smurf to try to keep things on the up and up that's like that's his go-to when his girls are upset right. or emotional. He'll he'll do that. And so everything was fine until right before. And then they're both yeah. like doing these weird smiles, trying not to, you know, lose it. Right. And the second who, and everybody who knows Dub in our life love him. He's so, you know, he's nothing like me. And so yeah. everybody turns and sees his face and everybody starts to just lose it cry right because he's such a gentle soul Ugh, it was i'm getting the clip now i, hate I know it. i hate
2: it it was but it was the last pass of the of the walkway where yes. i could tell he started to lose it and then when he yes. started to walk to a seat that's when he totally lost it
1: he did and I, think, I think we gave him tissue i can't remember someone did oh lana did uh the uh
2: ex-mother-in-law yeah but i mean you know that was pretty good for, you know, that was the only time he, I think, really lost it. Yes, it was. Uh, well, daddy-daughter dance got a little emotional. Yeah, that was a cute dance. I don't it remember what we were doing by right then. I think,
0: like oh, I sure said, you were handling I was someone.
2: chasing my six-year-old around. Because, I mean, they had things there like a candy bar. Do you know oh. that she came back <laughs> with three bags of candy Oh, dear. And she kept saying, well, the first two were for Natalie, and then the one <laughs> yeah. was for her. I don't know if any of the bags ever made it, but we have a giant bowl of candy, because um, well, Ryan had one, too.
1: Of course. Well, hey, that's the benefit of being involved in, in a wedding, you know, with youngsters.
2: And then when the, once the ceremony was actually over, they had to do pictures, Yes. The pictures lasted for two hours. The pictures lasted for six
1: hours. (laughs) Six hours. I mean, I think you can agree. He's probably just getting his business started. He's a newer photographer. That's
2: what Natalie's mom said, because we were out there taking pictures and... I had hoped that they would do like the bridal party pictures first, Mm -hmm. but he did those dead last. And so Olivia and I were out there the whole time waiting over an hour. Yeah, it was a long time, you know, to get these pictures done. And so I was talking to Tiffany, Natalie's mom, and um, she says, well, he's a newer photographer. He's just starting to build his business, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay," I'm like, you know, I, I get it. And so he was like overtaking pictures. He and was overcompensating because he had because he had been so late. So he felt bad. Yes. Well, so he had us walking all over the place, like you know, <laughs> on the, the golf creation. course. It's a very large,
1: beautiful facility, but it is expansive. Not expensive, expansive.
2: It's huge. So he had us walking over by a waterfall and then he had us walking back over in front of the pond and then he had us back over at like where the ceremony place was. Now mind you, I had like five inch heels. So by this point, I I was barefoot, but there was like geese shit everywhere. Everywhere. And so I was just (laughs) like, oh my God, you know? And then they had Olivia like carrying Natalie's train and all the stuff. So she, you know, she's, you know, she's working for her money. Basically, yes, she is. but you know that's very normal for pictures to take that long. Unfortunately,
1: yeah, it is. <laughs> so then, on our the father of the bride's perspective, you know, we got all our photos taken, and we trucked on up. Mm-hmm. Now we Daryl had put a limit on how much we were going to pay for the, the bar, the cocktail, hour. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With the hopes that it would at least trail somewhat into. The reception time And then at some point Responsibly we would be ending it So that people weren't driving home shit faced
2: Right and there were orders I mean from what I I Understand because I I, Like I said I was outside taking a lot of pictures Right but from what I understand From Victor and Ryan who were inside Yes you know there was lots of orders And they kept you know replenishing them And all that stuff but by the time I came back in it was A cash bar
1: Pretty much because the photograph session went on so long. Yes. That was the problem, is that because the photography took so long, we hit the limit before the reception even began. I mean, and of course, Daryl, he did extend the limit um, a little more because of the delay. Right. Uh, But we hit that pretty quick. Yeah. And what was funny is it wasn't booze. It was Shirley Temple's. And soda that made us tap out
2: who was ordering well i guess all the 20 year olds that are not drinking
1: yeah yeah and they were super strict about carting people too which i thought was hysterical
2: well, so I went up to the bar, and I thought, you know, it was, like I said, it was cash only, and um, I was just going to see how much a soda was. Yeah. And she's like, it's $1.75, and I'm just like, never mind, I'm not going to pay $1.75 for a can of soda. Yeah. So by the end of the night, I was getting Olivia's clothes out of the bridal suite area, because mm-hmm. we were getting ready to leave, and the photographer yes. was back there doing something, I don't know what he was doing, probably taking pictures of something. <laughs> I think Daryl was back there, too. And he said, so he's like, um, took a lot of pictures or something like that. And he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm over 3000 right now. And I, so he took over 3000 photos. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, how do you edit that down? And Daryl's like, well, that's going to be tough to pick through, you know, some good ones. And he's like, oh, I've got a pretty good eye. But I mean, he was just literally reminded me of like a model photo shoot like oh like good stay right there and it was like yeah <laughs> and so yeah that's a lot well you
1: know the thing is is that it's weddings are a fine oiled machine if they're done well you don't feel inconvenienced whatsoever right and so those were the tiny snafus now those to me are like champagne problems oh yeah. we ran out of we we you know we hit our bar tab oh we you know, we had to eat too many hors d'oeuvres before the
2: whatever. Right. So, okay, funny story. And I think this is because <laughs> I can't decide if it's because they had a buffet, which was, yes. it was actually really nice. And Very pretty. So Very nice. On the buffet, you know, I'm gluten intolerant, though. So I was right. thinking, okay, I'm like, well, I'm like, this salad looks safe. Mm-hmm. The salmon looked relatively safe. It was good, too. Everything tasted really good. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, I don't seem to be having any problems or anything like that. So (laughs) we were like wanting to leave um, because, you know, it was getting late. and, And, you know, the same five people were dancing, two of them being my children. And so I started to get a little bit of a migraine. And Uh-oh. so I was just like, well, you just have to go. But then Natalie's like, well, we're going to do the sparklers. And mm. so she wanted us to go outside and do the sparklers. So that way mm-hmm. they could walk through the path of sparklers. And
1: yeah, another Pinterest idea.
2: It was cute. And so it was very cute. we did that. But by the time we got in the car, like I was in like full blown like migraine. And I had oh, to take God. my hair down because it was like, you know, I don't know if oh. like, when you have a migraine, your hair hurts <laughs> like yeah, well and you had it in a very tight I did. hot
1: bun. And which by the way looked cute but I and I didn't I know you're trying to get to a point, but um I just wanted to tell you by the end of the evening I could see the the sock that was in your hair. I didn't have it. a sock in my hair. No, the the roller thing, whatever that oh. thing was. I could see it and I'm like, Oh boy, okay, it's over for you her. You know what? We had been there since two- I know I'm aware, trust me. And I thought you held together lovely considering you left at 10.
2: It was nice. And so we were like less than a block from the house. And I rolled down my window and I threw up so (gasps) bad. Oh, no. And fortunately, the kids were asleep because it splattered on their windows. Was it salmon? And then when I got inside, Victor was in the bathroom, of course. And so I had to throw up in the kitchen sink. And what? So he couldn't afford you the toilet. Did he have diarrhea or something? I don't know what he was doing in there. Oh my I think God, he probably thought surface. I was done, but you oh know. My God. And so I threw up in the kitchen sink. I threw up my entire dinner. Gross. And salmon is not good coming back up. I can tell you that much.
1: Seafood in general, not probably one of the top three things that I don't want to throw up.
2: And that's probably why I kept throwing up because yeah, it was because sea- oh, it was gross. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. It makes me sick. And Ryan's room is right off the kitchen, and so after I was done, I'm like, "Sorry, Bear." He's like, "It's okay, Mom." (laughs) So like blame your father for having
1: to go take a shit when I'm puking it's all right
2: <laughs> but oh, my kids had an absolute blast they loved the yes. cupcakes they loved the candy bar they loved the dancing they no were doing they sugar crashed they were doing the whip and the nene and the you know whatever <laughs> yeah. other dances that they had and it's when true. we were leaving there was a couple of 20 year old girls and they're like bye Olivia and she's oh, like God. bye and I'm like I guess you made some friends
0: if you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit uglytruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. And now, back to the truth. Now watch me whip. It. Now watch me nay-nay. Okay. Now watch me whip. Whip. Watch me, me now watch
1: me, whip. Kill it. Watch me You know, what was funny is that, um, first of all, I've made it no secret that, um, you know, Natalie's very, to me, very young to be getting hitched. Oh, yeah, very young. She's she's 21, barely 21. She just turned 21, like not even six months ago. Right. So and, you know, and, and the groom as well is also barely 21. So it's not like she married some 40 year old. It's she's they're both. They feel like they're they're fetuses. They're babies. In comparison to the world around us, they
2: are super young to be doing something of this Although, at 21, how many kids did you have? One. Oh, okay. What? What? Yes. I couldn't remember how old you were when you had Mackenzie. I was 25 when I had Mackenzie. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: For some reason, I thought you were 23. Okay. (laughs) No, no, no. But. I'm starting to scan and I'm looking around the room at all the friends that came, all her hipster friends. She had some hipster friends and they're super adorable and they're so young and like partying and I'm thinking, I miss being 21 so much. And although the mother part, if I could, you know, if I could have fast forward that to an older, more appropriate age, I miss being 21. That part of it. I don't. You don't. Oh, no. my God. I mean, just to be young. But my whole life would have to be different. Like well, I would have to do it the way they're doing it. Single, young, traveling, working to working to party. And, you know, just I mean, it would require different parents. It would require, you know, right. a completely different path taken. But I look at that and go, see, that is the kind of life that all 20 something should be living like that is their that is the life you should be living. And although the choices of getting married are very real and very, you know, appropriate, if that's the way you want to go, I'm not dissing that. But looking at those girls specifically, I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know what? For me personally, I wish that I had live that way because they it just looks so fun well it they are so pretty fun.
2: V- vibrant and yeah you know they they seem pretty carefree and happy and you know that's because they're not mothers well i think that's the difference between you and me is mm-hmm. i was uh 27 when ryan yes. was born yes. so you know i had i had done a lot of that already you know being right. young and single or... And I didn't. you know, I didn't do any of it. Drink until I wanted to puke my guts out or, or did puke my guts out. You know, all of that stuff. <laughs> Go sure. clubbing, you know. So I had done a lot of that for a lot of years. So mm-hmm. I was okay with... Actually, no, I wasn't okay. I remember being terrified, thinking, I'm too young to do this. I can't believe, you know which I really wasn't. I was 27. But yeah,
1: what was funny switching back, you know, there's always family issues always seem to crop up at weddings. And um, it was it was really great because there was some discomfort, um, you know, amongst some family members. Not not us. I thought we had a great time. I don't know about you, but it was fun seeing, you know, all the Uggs together and our mom and the room
2: was definitely divided, though.
1: Yes, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was divided. But that's okay because honestly, you know, That's just what happens when no one's really prepared for a big nuptial. You know, there wasn't a lot of time to, you know, get to know anybody.
2: It was pretty quick. And I think that had a lot to do with it, too, I think. Well, I think the other thing, too, though, is, I mean, Steve has been in the picture for five years now. but The groom. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I get the sense that, you know, and this would make a lot of sense because Steve's not terribly social. I mean, he's not... He looked really happy that day and he, you know, was very participative and all those things. Mm. But I don't get the sense that, you know, I didn't when they were walking around, Natalie was doing all the talking. She's the social butterfly. And he he's just kind of like, you know, standing standing by, you know, and but that's pretty normal in most couples. I mean, most, you know in social settings, you know, some one couple, one person is usually the definitely most outgoing person and the yes. other one is, you know, not as outgoing.
1: Well, there were there were only one or two situations in which there there was a little tension for me personally, and it's really great by the way to have your mommy with you. <laughs> but outside of that, so the next day, you literally feel like you've been through hell and back emotionally, physically. I mean, we were so out of it. We looked at each other bleary eyed and I'm like, I, I I don't know if I'm glad it's over because it doesn't feel
2: over. Like you just can't believe what just happened, you know? Did Malia go to school the next day? She did. She, she did. did well. Good for her. Our kids oh, didn't yeah. wake up till ten, and I came out, and it looked like you know Jonesville <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> no, Daryl and I didn't and I look were... much better because I had been puking all night. So you know, oh my god, my hair I'm was off. So all... No, I, th- I think it must have been the migraine. I don't think it was the food.
1: No, yeah, because nobody. Well, I mean, I didn't eat much, so I can't even tell you. But you know, and do we even need to talk about the overly helpful waitstaff trying to pull everyone's plates? <laughs>
2: Oh my god! I forgot who I told, but it's just like you know, mid-bite. Are you done with this? I'm like, no, I'm not done with this. You know, <laughs> it's like Do you see me done, and then like we're literally sitting there, you know, like just talking and eating cupcakes, and they're like, you know, rolling up tablecloths behind us and like <laughs> taking a plate plates, and I'm like, I thought we had this place till midnight. And I'm like, where are they we cleaning did. up now and putting chairs? They were away? being
1: very eager beavers. Jeez,
2: and I'm like, I-, I realize you probably don't prefer to stay until you know midnight on a, a Sunday. Sunday, but I mean, God. <laughs> You know, hey, we're paying for the room till midnight. You shouldn't lift a fork off of. That yeah, place. that should include you know their service. I know it was. Yeah, it was very
1: awkward. It was awkward. It's like, are you done with this? Are you done with this, mom? mom our mom. She's like, oh, um, I guess I am. And I'm thinking. You shouldn't have to decide if you're done or
2: not. Right. Just just say no. It was like know, being in a military chow hall. Like, you know, we had five minutes God. to slurp down everything and yeah. then, you know, Shovel it in everyone. Take- Shovel in your fifty dollar plate of food. But I mean they must have asked me once or twice. I know they asked Allison yeah. Ask twice. And then yeah. I forgot who else they asked. Oh, they asked if the kids were done, and I'm like, "No, they're just at the candy bar." I'm like, "You know, leave their food. <laughs> like, don't." I know. Take it. I don't.
1: I. The only thing I can think of is that I mean, first of all, they have weddings there all the time. This is not like an unusual thing that they did. Just because this facility is, you know, uh, the hub for the retirement community in which it, it resides, it's a huge facility, and they can do like they could probably do two or three
2: weddings there in a day. I mean, it's big, massive. It's pretty. Well, and, it's, and it's pretty. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's a good, the only um, drawback, I would say, is, you know, some of the community <laughs> members yes. are roaming about. One of them, I'm convinced he was a pedophile because he just came up to Olivia and told her how adorable she was and how cute she was and her dress was pretty. And I'm like, dude, get away. Oh get the fuck I'm off. like you're Back a dirty old up. man and then well, yeah. and then another lady came over and told us to like watch <laughs> the felt on the pool table and she had on like a glove and you know her little that... stick and a bag and I'm just okay, like
1: that part you had been there for almost two hours by the time i arrived and and i said it reminded me of a movie a lot of a lot of what occurred that day reminded me of films about weddings yeah there's daryl wandering around like a chicken with his head cut off i'm like what's the matter he goes i'm just looking for da da da. and i said well well relax i'm sure it's around here somewhere i mean nothing's happening until the bride's ready right. so
2: no she no, was in no there worries. playing pool with us Yeah, well, afterward, you know, because they were taking more pictures. Oh, for God's sake! When I heard they were taking, then I heard, like, later (laughs) in the evening, they're like, well, they're outside taking pictures with the sparklers. And I'm like, how many dang pictures do they want? I know. Like, you know, I I think think Natalie's going pee. Do you want to take a picture of her doing that, too? (laughs) Do you want her coming out of the bathroom? I'm just like, my God. We walk
1: into the... I walk into the billiard room because I said, well, where are, where are my girls? Cause yeah. I'd love to see what they look like. And, oh, they're playing pool. I'm like, they're playing pool? What? Shouldn't they be in the bridal suite with the bride and chilling and what? I don't know. And, no, they're in the right... Okay. So I go in and there you are with your children and Victor and the bridesmaids and they're playing pool. I don't know what happens when two Uggs get together, but suddenly the... Noise and party level increases <laughs> incredibly. It did. You and I don't even do anything. It's just the energy we give off. It's and so something. when you and I are sitting there talking and and you're talking about your hot bun that you were frustrated with it. And I thought you. Looked yes. At, I thought, by the way, I mean, no, I don't ever expect anyone to tell me how I look, but you looked really good thank by you the way.
2: god i don't i don't even know how that's possible but no you looked
1: at uh, that dress is so, it was a green pretty green blue green dress yeah and your hair looked nice and your eye makeup looked really good and you had great shoes on and it looked really really
2: nice and you want to know something during the ceremony i mm. was like sweating like a pig like it i was had hot i well it was hot but i don't sweat and so i had like oh. sweat like dripping down my sideburns <laughs> and I had sweat on my upper lip, and so you know Victor had a napkin, and I'm like, God, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And so I told him, I'm like, I think I just drank too much water. And he says, Polly, yeah. he's like, that's what your body does when you know when you're adequately hydrated. He says, if you don't sweat the heat, that means you're dehydrated. And I'm like, well, that's a, you know a risk I'm willing to take if yes, it I means so not sweating. So I, I don't sweat. I always glisten. I never sweat. Oh, no, I I um, felt like I a i don't know what was going on with me i th- felt well, like i was in menopause
1: can you at least afford me can you throw me a bone and at least tell me that you liked my hair or something i mean i liked everything i told you that daryl was nice he walked up he goes wow you look so good i'm like you're just relieved to see someone on your side okay. <laughs> no i loved your dress actually you? i really did it was a risk i know Why was but it a risk? i it really was beautiful Well, thank you. Except for, oh, my God. You know what? If Stephanie was on here right now, I would slap her so hard. In her drunken happiness the night uh, we all got home, she had taken a photo of Daryl and I
2: dancing. Oh, yeah. In fact, when she took out the phone, I'm like, Stephanie, I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. I said, Jamie doesn't like to have her picture taken. Well, not only that, but I mean,
1: she got me mid twirl. And I looked like a fucking Humpty Dumpty. I looked 300 pounds. I saw that. And Daryl goes, oh, honey. And I'm like, oh. first of all, it was blurry. Second of all, he, she got the details wrong. She's like, this is what love looks like at 16 years. I'm like, we've been married 18 years, number one. And that—that uh, that is not, you know, I'll will t- shave pounds and years off of my age, but not my marriage. It was fucking hard to get to 18, yeah, right. okay? So he showed that to me at like two in the morning and I, I immediately, I messaged her and I'm like, get that shit off of social media. Are you insane? I look 300 pounds and it's blurry. I go, did I look pregnant all day? He's like, no. And I'm like, oh my God. I. No, there, I were, other people. there were other
2: people at the wedding that looked pregnant.
1: <laughs> that weren't, I know. So anyway, other than that, Atrocity, thank you. I I did like the dress very no, much. No, it
2: was beautiful. Apparently, the makeup guy loved my shoes. <laughs> your shoes, the purple guy. Oh, the purple shoes. Yeah, those were pretty. Yes. You know what? There was a lot of people back there. I didn't know, and so I yeah. was just like, "Who yeah. are these people? I don't I don't know any of you." Yeah, a lot of assistants. There were. I mean, I'm people. like, well, this is pretty yeah. impressive to have so many makeup yeah. and hair people and. Yeah, and I thought so. you know what? Thought Mother of the Bride looked amazing. She did great
1: dress choice. Hair looked good. She had makeup that looked great. You know, I mean, everybody looked good. I thought. I I thought everybody cleaned up real nice. Daryl, you know, I thought he looked amazingly handsome in his tuxedo.
2: There was only one small scare when our sister, who has a a torn meniscus right now, Mm, attempted to dance. That was frightening. What?
1: I I missed that.
2: Oh, I wouldn't say you missed it, Jamie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I scared the crap out of her. I walked up to her and I said, are you talking shit about me, Allison? I saw that. She's like, no. She was pale. She's like, what? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm kidding. My God, I'm so sorry. But yeah, other than that, I thought it was really fun. We did our, and of course we did our Ugg selfie, which you thought was bad. You didn't like the way you Jane, looked?
2: I look like a whale with a bun on. I mean, you just and and I, you, ha- you can see the whale. little diva sign and only you guys would know that I have it on my <laughs> neck because I'm trying to hide my, you know, n- turkey gobble neck fat. <laughs> Turtle thing. You did not have a. And so I have novel, a little oh. diva sign, you know, covering my neck. But I'm all face, and I just because <laughs> I don't know how I ended up being closest to the the camera. I
0: don't. But, know, you, but you and Stephanie look like in. you weigh like
2: 110 pounds. I wish. Well, anyway, do you have an ugly and awkward moment of the week? It's a mild one, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, let's do it. Let's do an ugly and awkward moment of the week.
2: Like I said, all week I've been tired. And so I've been, you know, wearing my best nightgowns and such, um, you know, basically as soon as (laughs) I pick the kids up from school and I'm like, are we going anywhere? And they're like, no, I don't think so. So I put my nightgown on. (laughs) And so I was sitting on the couch and Olivia and I were eating grapes. And so we do this thing where, you know, we break off the little vine of grapes Mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll just hold it and eat it like we're Cleopatra or something like that. And so... I told her, I'm like, well, that's enough grapes. I'm like, you know, we're going to have dinner soon. I don't want you to get full on grapes like that's ever happened. But and so it's just things mothers say. And so I go to put them in the fridge and I walk into the living room and Ryan starts laughing. And I'm like, what are you laughing at? And he just pointed at my stomach. I looked down. I had a bare vine clung to my nightgown on my stomach
1: a bear vine,
2: like a, a that had no grapes on it. It was oh, like a naked vine, oh, like a dead grape. Oh, like little stick. Yeah, but it it was clung to my stomach. You know, oh, on, your, on my on night your nightgown. Nice nightgown. Yeah, on my nightgown, my yellow nightgown. So.
1: Was it, were was, you just like wandering around like that? Or? Well, I
2: had just come from the kitchen. I, I had put the grapes away. And so, but I'm just like, why I did see. these things happen to me? Like, why can't, who, get, who gets a grapevine stuck to their stomach, you know, and just, and doesn't notice because yeah. it was, it wasn't a small one. It was big. Oh. <laughs> and I walked into the living room. If that had happened to me, I would have thought it was a bug and would have freaked the fuck
1: out. We're no, like, ah! it
2: was it was it like a a me. big long, you know it looked like a small, you know twig or bush or mm. something. Well not bush, <laughs> I guess you should say.
1: I was gonna say it's time to do some trimming, maybe.
2: Yeah, really. If
1: you didn't recognize it's,
2: it's the winter time. Not really, but... It's, no, it isn't. You could be on death <laughs> row and you shouldn't have that situation down there. You know, I just need to find the right razor because, like I said, I can do it. But, you know, when you haven't done it for a while, you really need to, like, you have to do, like, prep work. And so... Does Smith prefer full bush? <laughs> Smith doesn't care because I don't really let Smith yes. go down there, so... Oh, I see. I don't do that! I, I don't. Far too ticklish. They're doing a Sex in the City marathon right now
1: on, um I don't know, E. Mm-hmm. Um, so occasionally I'll go through and watch it. And they're going through season one right now. And part of season oh, okay. two is, I think, beginning. So I was watching it and I was sitting there going, you know, there are two things that I would say to a woman that I was really, really pissed off at that I wanted if I really wanted to fuck with them, with their psyche. One is get your brows fixed. And walk away because every woman would immediately go, what's wrong with my eyebrows? I mean, because we would all do it, right?
2: I mean, well, I just said, you know what? Get your brows fixed. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, I know my lady's on maternity leave and (laughs) I haven't had them done. No, but but the point is, is that they would immediately get self-conscious of their face and
1: that's to mess with someone, some woman's psyche if you wanted to. Number one. Number two is you're the Miranda And the thing is, is that it is an insult to only certain women who were obsessed with sex in the city at that time in the 90s and the early 2000s. But if anybody ever told me that I was the Miranda from season two, I would be very offended.
2: Is that when she looked like a lesbian?
1: Oh, my God. The short Frankenstein haircut, Mm -hmm. pale, ugly makeup. It's like those rust colored turtlenecks. Why did they do? Why were they specifically trying to make her look ugly? I don't
2: understand the giant blazers and, you know, oh my
1: God, and the baby tiny little boobs and making sure we all knew how small her tits were based on how we were dressing her.
2: I mean, it was just awful. They must then, have just not really liked that character. They
1: didn't like her. And then the other thing I was thinking, I was watching, it was the early season with Charlotte, the art gallery chick. Remember the episode where all the power lesbians came in and bought a bunch of art and then they oh, asked yeah. her to hang out? Join their, their posse. Charlotte really should have just gone, and gone for it. Like, she really should have had her lesbian phase because... Who knows right? I mean, no what it what did Samantha say to her, something like, "Hey, if you want to go to the island, you gotta go native, and it's like, what, you couldn't have done that for a weekend to see if maybe this was your thing.
2: I don't <laughs> see her ever do I mean, which is funny because she admitted to licking Trey's butthole, but she would not <laughs> like lick a snatch, so oh, tell you something
1: i've never I've never licked a butthole, and I never will. Have you licked a butthole, a man's anus, yes. Have you? Yes. You've licked a man's anus? I would never. I would never do it. I mean, if my children's life depended on it, I would. Put that on the, th- on the list of things that I would do for my children's life. Go to China
2: and lick a man's anus. I, I didn't even have kids at the time.
1: <laughs> That's how severe it would be.
2: Really? Wow. You think that highly of men, huh?
1: <laughs> a men's asshole? Come on. I mean, I've done, look, I've done some things that, that, you know, whatever, but I'm not putting my tongue on a man's asshole. Was it shaved or? No, no. No, I
2: absolutely not. I mean, it's no absolutely different than not. putting their balls in your mouth. Uh, There's a huge difference. It's all hairy and skin. I Paula, mean, there is.
1: <laughs> if I even approach the subject, hey, producer Deb, what do you think about me licking your asshole? There's not enough soap in the world to prepare for that. I can't I can't even imagine there is not a loofah strong enough to clean out that area for me. I'm
2: not gonna feel bad about it. I mean, I'm not
1: asking you to. <laughs> just I'm saying. not I hey, listen. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying that I would never do it unless someone said, We're going to kill your son
2: unless you lick this asshole off of this man. No problem. <laughs> That's just funny that, you know, for you, it's like a matter of life and death. It is <laughs> for others, you know. It's just Saturday foreplay. night foreplay. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday night.
1: <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Uh, no, I mean, hey, I'll I'll put something in there if you want. You want to do the anal bead thing? No problem. You want to? I think you know, I would have
2: issue with that because I would be afraid. Like
1: that's where you're going to draw the line. You'll put your tongue in someone's asshole, but well, you okay. won't put a bead in there. I didn't put my there. tongue
2: in their asshole. It was
1: on a,
2: their asshole. Was it was it dilated? Was it like tight shut? <laughs> no, I, I, well, I don't know hey, how these know things work. It was dark and I was drunk. I don't know. So <laughs> I'm not criticizing you. I'm I didn't just like, saying. you know, I didn't go down there with like a headlamp and, you know, <laughs> like I was mining. You have to. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be my preference. It's not something that I would choose. And I'm sure there's someone going that, oh, my God, looking assholes is so sexy. No, not for me. It isn't. You could be in a spa and let a jet clean your asshole out and I would still not do it. It's just not happening. But that's OK. I know others have their, you know, everybody has their thing. I'm I'm not ashamed. I am. I, you shouldn't be. That's very brave of you. Very erotic. <laughs> I just am not that erotic
2: when it comes to the man's ass, but you know what you're better at than me, oral? no, what? Uh, your what? ugly and awkward moment this week. Oh, yes, you're right. Uh, well <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> yes,
1: I because I actually had one on our week off. Oh, okay. and so I thought that was going to be my ugly and awkward moment. Oh no, 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 never underestimate. The Power of the Ugly Moment. By the way, may I just say, thank you listeners for submitting your ugly and awkward moments on our Facebook page. We absolutely
2: love I them. I do love them. Me I too. love them. It's just nice to know that other people are like us, you know? It really is, there's, isn't it? There's acceptance in numbers.
1: You know what? It makes me feel warm and fuzzy to know <laughs> that there are other women out there freaking out over spiders, breaking things, tripping and falling, whatever. It's so nice. It really is nice. Anyway, so this was at the rehearsal uh, at the facility the day before the wedding. Now, I will say, um, you know, without getting into deep detail, maybe when I write my book one day, um, (laughs) there was cause for anxiety. Like I said earlier, I have been the target of a lot of anger and hatred throughout my marriage from others And now we're incorporating a family who also feels a bit of animosity towards me specifically. And I've never done anything, but it's just I am an easy target. We all are actually in our family, our mom, Mm -hmm. all of us have tend to be easy targets. I think it's because we're really strong, opinionated people. And so people expect us to be a certain way. And we never really are, but unless we're in a bar somewhere. But I mean, other than that, it's just we're easy targets because we're, we're, we're different than most people.
2: We don't go with the flow right. a lot. And so I took an Ativan. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's an anti-anxiety medication. Right. It's
1: anti-anxiety. And the reason I took it was because I was shaking. I was really, yeah. I was nervous for how I was going to behave If I had to be honest, I was nervous because this was going to be, it was already a stressful week for the bride. It had nothing to do with us. There was just some stress going on as weddings do tend to do. And they were having their own drama where there was some discussion of just eloping and being done with the whole thing. So I was really concerned about my uh, need to protect, my need to defend and uh, not to mention being surrounded by some people who have never really liked me for most of my adult life. So I was a little concerned. So I took the advan. Unfortunately, this has nothing to do with that. But I, but I thought it did. I also decided that I had to look my best. So I foolishly wore heels, sandals that were that were heels, mm-hmm. and I thought I looked nice. No, you did. And so
2: you had very short shorts on. Yeah, and kind of short, really tall heels. <laughs> but I mean, it was it's you a know style. It was cute,
1: yes, but not for the facility because there was a lot of walking, and
2: I should have known better. <laughs> this one, right? I wouldn't have known until, like, when we got there, I was like, holy crap. I'm like, it's all the way down there. And then I realized we had to take all these, like, twists and turns. And, you know, there's a lot of uneven, it's not even pavement. You know, it's, it's it's like. flagstone. There's flagstone. But then there's, like, you know, there's stairs and then there's ramps. And so, I mean, it's. It's an ugly obstacle course. (laughs) Personally, to me, I thought it would be a bit dangerous for a retirement community. But that's just me, you know. Yes. Well, they have a golf cart path. Yes, they do.
1: That maybe that's what they traditionally just use. They don't do this big walk.
2: Well, and how many times do I mean the people who live there go down to the pagoda to I know look, you know look at the pond? I mean, probably probably not, not not often, right? So. so,
1: miraculously, even though this would be fodder for any ugly and awkward moment, I made it down the path, mm-hmm. no problem, and yeah. sat and chilled and talked and watched the rehearsal go down. Everything was a little chaotic initially, but. The run through went well. And so we're all heading back up and we're going to be done. We are steps away from freedom. Like moments. (laughs) Like literally steps away. We walk up the stairs and I'm talking to you. And wouldn't you know, my heel grabs the very first piece of flagstone sticking up off the ground and I trip and fall.
2: You, like, borderline scraped your knees and your chin. Like, you went, like, yeah. forward, and your butt was in the air. Well, here's the other thing. <laughs> I had my hands full, too. Yeah, you did have th- – you were carrying I had things.
1: the bag of clothes that I had bought for your kids in one hand. Oh, right. And I had the per- my purse in the other hand. So I had no way of stopping myself. And I'm fairly certain I whipped bags down trying to stop myself from falling. I did not hit my face, although it, I probably could have. I thought, you know, press my cheek on the ground, but no, I hit my knee, took
2: all of the all of the brunt of everything. But you didn't scrape your knee, so I wasn't sure. But oh. I mean, I was a little bit behind you. And yes. so all I
1: heard was this. Oh, I heard that a couple of times behind me because there were, I don't know,
2: 20 people behind. Yeah, me. we were leading the crowd, unfortunately. Not not the best yes. place, not the best position to be in. Not to mention the majority of those people were
1: probably loving every minute of this. That's what I thought. Like, you know, they
2: were going, oh, my God. You know, I'm sure they just... Fucking loved it. I mean, I only had heard one person make like a a comment, but I think they were trying to be polite to kind of like, you know, bring some light to the situation. Other than that, I was laughing because here's the thing that people, most of those
1: people don't know about me. First of all, I only, I bruised my knee. That's the only injury I had. I actually didn't fall as hard as it looked because I tripped up this going upstairs and hitting the first Level that had flagstaff or flagstone on right. it. So I landed on my knee, and I got up. You know, clumsily. You know, it's, always, it's there's no graceful way of getting up off of a fall. But I have been doing this my whole life. Like true. literally, my whole life, I've been falling and landing on my knees. I don't. I know that sounds dirty, but it's true. <laughs> and so, I mean, I was explaining to the girls because you know my daughters were like embarrassed for me. They're like, "Oh my god, mom, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Listen." I know I should be more embarrassed, but the reality is, is that this is something I've been fighting my whole
2: life. <laughs> this is not when, the first time something like this nor has will happened. it be the last. <laughs> yeah. I
1: was telling Daryl. I said my biggest concern is this is going to go. This is going to follow me into elderlyhood when I'm hitting my 70s and 80s. I'm going to break a hip and die. I mean, that's my biggest concern. Well, that will it's, be a legitimate
2: concern.
1: I'm going to have to give up the shoes, and that was the thing that made it even more all the more ironic, is that the grandmother of the bride mm-hmm. she had just told me how much she liked the shoes because they were leather with fringe and they were really cute yeah she goes, oh i just love those shoes they're so adorable she goes i had to give up all my heels i can't wear heels anymore i go yeah my mom did too i'm just going i'm just going to enjoy it until i can't wear them anymore so <laughs> and then was that the time that you 15 can't minutes wear them? later <laughs> i trip and fall in the shoes so yes i did and i thought you know what I didn't deserve it but it's 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 my life I have fallen in front of thousands before. I was a cheerleader and I was running across the football field during a really big game and I tripped <laughs> and I fell in front of everyone and I covered my entire self in mud because it was Jeez. winter. Yeah, it was embarrassing. And I heard that. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I, mean, I heard the, the obnoxious dad who's got a kid playing football. You know, I heard it, you know, and what do I do? I mean, what can you do Just stand up and curtsy, which I did and I just kept going on. I mean, I mean, this is my life. This is 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 what I do. I wish there was, I wish I had something else, you know, something stuck on my teeth all the time, or I don't know what something, but no, it's falling and hitting my knee. And so, yes, that was my ugly and awkward moment. And I kept trying to blame it on the Ativan. And you're all, it's not the Ativan. I
2: I hate to tell you. It wasn't. But, I mean, you're like, well, you're just told Daryl, well, I just took this medication and, you know, I was stressed out. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, it's not the Ativan. (laughs) You can spin it any way you want, (laughs) I'm like, I watched your heel, you know, get snaggled (laughs) in that flagstone.
1: Yes. (laughs) That's when you walk up you're all, it wasn't the heel, Campos. Get real. I know.
2: You know what it is. You know exactly what it is. And then I turn to you. (laughs) That is so funny.
0: Oh, I felt so
2: bad for you because I was just like, "Oh my!" It's like one of it was like in the movie Clueless or something where (laughs) she fell down the stairs and she's like, "Oh my god! All night I'm going to be known as the girl who fell down the stairs." (laughs) It's true. It was just like you know. (laughs) That's true. Oh my god! Yes. So whatever. Everyone probably thinks like, "Oh, that's Natalie's drunk stepmother." (laughs)
1: And I'm so sick of that I'm so sick of that Oh So uh, Yeah So the next day Oh well I guess I think I won I think I won You totally won Yes Yeah Yeah. So the next day We got up And I said I told producer Dub I said Whatever you want to do today Up to you You know I I will follow your lead He's like Okay So we went up to the foothills Because he wanted to sit somewhere And decompress And drink some wine And relax And we So we went And we bought A really lovely picnic we went to one of our favorite wineries up in the foothills, bought a bottle of wine and sat and you know, talk about emotional cutting, this man started playing the daddy daughter dance song. Well, what was he at thinking? At the winery. I don't know. I don't think he he was processing is what I would like to say. I think he was processing because he was heartbroken because he had his, he had to see his baby girl grow up and get married. And I think that even under even Under the most amazing circumstances, you love the husband that she's chosen. You are, you know, she's here. She's going to be living next door to you or whatever it is. Even under the most ideal of circumstances, to have her life flash before your very eyes has got to be a gut punch that no man is prepared for.
2: Well, and it's kind of like, you know, I guess any person who gets married, like, they have a new person in their life. Like, they, she has a new man in her life. She's starting her own family. She's She yeah. has her husband.
1: Exactly. And so I think for a a father, I mean, unfortunately, we don't really know. But I mean, for right. a good dad who has raised his daughter from infancy and was has never left her side right. and has literally done everything that you would expect a good dad to do, uh, the Steve Martin of the Father of the right, Bride world, right? Producer Dub comes pretty damn close to that, and so to watch a really great dad ugh,
2: try not to get, <laughs> try not to get, you know, teary. Oh God, sorry. No, it's all right. No, it was tough to see him. I mean, definitely, I. I felt the pain watching him come back to the seat. I mean, he literally, he almost looked like a a little kid. Like he was was genuinely heartbroken.
1: But the thing is, is that even if this was like the best, it would still be that way. That's the thing about weddings. And And he's got to do it two more times. I told him, I said, I don't know how we're going to survive it. I really don't. It's going to be rough. It's going to be so hard, you know, but... Maybe the first time's the hardest.
2: I well, I think you guys have some time, at least. You know, if Mackenzie, God, if we Mackenzie, better. she can keep it together. Jesus, she, Christ. she frightens me, but <laughs> I'm sure she, she frightens is. you guys. She terrifies us. But She's I mean, terrified. if she can just keep it together for at least you know three or four more years, then at least, at oh least, my God give us a five give us five yeah at least
1: five I mean she we allowed her uh, boy her current boyfriend the flavor of the month to come to the
2: wedding because he's a
1: nice kid and we actually approve of him
2: yeah so is he gonna be like is he mr right now or what's the deal because um, he seems like you know he wants to be like a permanent staple well listen
1: I mean I don't know history would dictate that anybody related to the Uggs, You don't want
2: to let go of. It's true. He just watched her the whole night, and he's absolutely smitten. He was total, and she was being like a big dork. You know what I mean? Like she, (laughs) yes, she didn't even care, and she just was being whatever she was being. She had had some cocktails in the beginning. Well, I guess she was bragging that she had five cocktails that day. She didn't have five. Okay, wishes she had five. (laughs) So she did not. She's like, I'm having Coke and vodka, and I'm like, yeah, you wish. She probably thought she was. Drink- That's disgusting. Nobody drinks Coke and vodka. That's gross. No one.
1: That's why I don't think it was real. I'm not saying she didn't have cocktails. Well, if she I'm did. Saying-
2: I feel sorry for. I'd be like, my God, don't <laughs> don't drink that.
1: No, I I think that she definitely had a couple of cocktails, but even the, the bride and the groom, you want to know how young they are? You know what their cocktail was for the the wedding table? I heard him order it. It was a Long Island. Long Island iced teas.
2: God, that's just so gross
1: But I mean, it'll get you drunk the fastest It gets you drunk and you can actually You can tolerate the taste of the alcohol Is essentially why But being uh, The wife of the father of the bride I had to watch this Up close, and I will say that To all the dads out there who have Given away their daughters to Marriage, or are, you know Hopefully going to one day If that's their their path, I I don't envy you. Right. It's, it is not that is that is why guys do that job. Because a mother standing up there giving her daughter away, you know, it happens like, you know what? I don't think this is
2: going to happen actually. We'd we're be holding we'd be holding him hostage in the bridal suite. Yeah.
1: Or, you know, and even if you were able to make your way to the altar standing there with your baby girl, he'd collapse to your knees. No! Don't go. Who gives this daughter in mar- hand in marriage and I'd look at her and be like you know what? I really am not feeling this.
2: I don't think we're going to be doing this today. So we're yeah. going to go. I've glued my lips <laughs> shut. I'm not. Re- I'm not answering any questions at this. point. I refuse to discuss this. And I would look at the, him. I would look at the the potential
1: groom. Yeah, you're not doing this today. <laughs> right. That is why moms don't do it. Yeah. That's or there'd true. be a lot of tears. What are you <laughs> going to do when hysterical. Tyler
2: gets married?
1: You know, I'm prepared for it. I mean, he's in his twenties, and um, yeah, I I don't. Maybe uh, luckily guys are different. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I really, you know, I thought about that. You know, how does a mother give her son away? I mean, the the woman better be ridiculously
2: outstanding. Well, that's all I can think of.
1: Yeah, I can't stand the idea. I mean, luckily, I didn't raise him to never be able to find a woman who can fulfill him. You know, I'm not one of those mothers who, you know, made it made it so that he thinks he's some kind of god
2: who right <laughs> so you know, like, this is my son George he's a god and then Miranda's just <laughs> and like, I tell him so good every luck day. with George finding a normal woman when he
1: grows up Exactly I think that I have um mastered that I think that um my son I think he wants a strong woman because I am Well that makes fairly sense strong. But I really want him to. I want him to marry somebody who will take care of him because he's a slob. I'm really hopeful that he will learn how to be tidy. That's my biggest concern. I don't want him to grow up in a dirty
2: house. What does that tell you? Well, that's <laughs> that's just my being biggest a mother. Concern. Yeah, that's true, huh? Yes. You know why? Maybe it's because no matter what circumstances. I mean, really, what man fares badly like in right. in a relationship? What man have you ever seen that like you know just suffers horribly? It's, they get out. They, they it's usually their the woman before that does. They stay. Yeah, I mean men men check out. They don't they don't stay in uncomfortable situations. They're just like <laughs> not, I'm not for long. Do this? No, they'll do anything. They're like I would chew off. You chewed off your own paw to get out of that. I mean, literally, they will shoot themselves in the foot to get out of the military if they have to. I mean, the guy they will get out. The guy. I don't know if he tore off his arm or chewed it off or whatever, but he'd only been there three days. I'm like, three days, really? And that's what you resorted to? God. Cutting off your own arm. You, you weren't even going to rely on anyone finding you. Like, I <laughs> like, I would I'm have at least given it five before I really started to make some, you know, extreme decisions. But <laughs> it's true. three, it's I mean, true. like, you know, I... Like, you're not even going to attempt anything like, else? So what does he do when he doesn't poop for, like, three days? What does he just, you know, start... Giving himself enemas and, you know, he starts, he, clawing at it like an animal. I mean, he lets
1: some lady lick his asshole
2: <laughs> that'll stimulate a well,
1: that'll I start tell you it does not thing. stimulate
2: poop, but it does stimulate other things. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with your asshole licking, yeah, no thanks. Uh, but the good thing about licking assholes is it's it's much like, you know, swallowing. It's brief well, and it's not something Takes you nothing. do all the time, oh, just you know,
1: just on holidays and birthdays not
2: even that i mean Ugh. you know trust yeah. me it's not comfortable for a guy either i mean they want <laughs> it the done position. but they're usually drunk too so you know, you know what know.
1: there's just so much that can go wrong in that scenario i'm trying to picture the whole thing and it's like are you spreading <laughs> the cheeks? Hole or the thing are you spreading cheeks to access are you not is he really. in some kind of inverted position like with his ass
2: in the air, no. I mean, I just don't even know. I'm, try- I'm thinking. I'm just trying to it's, think. It's not that far in there. I mean, unless you're dealing with a really big butt, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not like <laughs> well, you know, I you've got know. to, you know, get the speculum and,
1: <laughs> Oh, God, you know what? Then now we're just getting. I'd be like, you know, this is just way too much effort for me.
2: <laughs> I could never see you doing it. I would never do it. And listen, I'm pretty. I'm not. You think I'm prudish? I'm not. I don't think you're prudish. But I okay. I don't think you're perhaps as adventurous as you think you are.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it just depends. I mean, I'll, I'll do anything except lick assholes. I've literally done everything there is to do except for that. I don't want my mouth on someone's butt. So you'll let them lick yours? I've done it. Yeah, absolutely. More than once. Common, regular part of it. Wow. I won't do it. I just won't do it. There are many, many other ways to please a man that don't require asshole licking. I agree. That's all. I mean, look, they're really easy to deal with. Men, men have their their ways of pleasure are pretty minimal. Women are complicated. Men are not when it comes to things like that. I think. No, there's
2: It only they've got the
1: prostate ball sack shaft even the nips i uh, no. but i mean really what are we talking about most I mean, guys i
2: find do not like those touched the nips or the balls the nips really guys have things about n- their nipples it's weird
1: i've never experienced that
2: problem at least the ones that i've known well, are you gnawing on them like
1: some kind of animal
2: no, like I'm not. It's just oh. <laughs> either it's, it just doesn't do anything for them or right, right. they just don't want you doing that. I don't know. It's just, it's awkward. Well, you and I could probably, we could all
1: probably write a book <laughs> yeah, on these really, sexual huh? adventures. I don't know. But I have no boundaries when it comes to trying things, but I but I do have that boundary. I'm not putting my mouth on some man's a hole. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm but I'm glad that you can, and and congratulations to those of you who do. Uh, let me know how it goes because I'm just never going to do it. I'll put stuff in there, but I'm not. Not,
2: look, not my tongue. Well, it's not a purse. I mean, you know.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe for some it is. I don't know. Can I have my lipstick? (laughs) It's like, what do you got going on down there? Oh, that's where my
2: gloss went. (laughs) Right. God, I've been looking everywhere for this. Have you any idea how expensive this is? Uh, Do you take credit Uh, cards? I'm just going to swipe it here between these, uh cheeks these cheeks but that's funny well change no I'm just kidding (laughs) you don't want that change (laughs) gross
1: okay so as far as the wedding recap goes I mean there was a lot of stuff we left out and my guess is that things will pop up for the next month or so that we'll remember that we'll want to mention but overall my take on it was it was emotional taxing lovely I wish the couple the very best and um,
2: I'm glad it's over yeah, I agree. I am glad it's over. And Olivia was de- a delight; she was hilarious. And you know, yes. all this time, I would say a good month leading up to the wedding, she was nervous because she well, said no. she didn't know how to dance, and so, oh. but she had no problem. I mean, at one point, I looked out there and she was doing the sprinkler. And so,
1: <laughs> oh, speaking of you know our mom, I sat next to her during the uh, the first dance of the of the married couple. Yeah, they started dancing, and Mom turns to me and she goes. They're not really dancing, are they? And <laughs> I said, "No, they're not." She goes, "Steve doesn't know how to dance." That's what it is. He's like barely moving. Well, and so No one's probably taught him. Right. And so when they did the, they did a money dance, which I actually did not expect. I kind of forgot about those. I know they do them, but I don't know why I They're forgot. They're old school, but yeah. I, I just kind of wish that word had gotten around so that people had brought money because I don't think anybody brought cash because I saw a lot of uncomfortable faces going, oh, shit, I don't have any money. Yeah, You know, you don't go to a wedding thinking about that stuff. So, you know, you can't offer Natalie a credit card. Hey, can I get $20 worth of a dance off of you? You know, I
2: mean, you can't, you know... There's no ATM. No, we gave Ryan $10, and I think he danced with Natalie.
1: Right. So mom pulled a 20 out, and she's like, I'm walking up. She walks up because she felt bad because no one was offering to dance with the groom, which essentially is not uncommon. Did she dance with Steve? She did. You didn't see? No. She did. She walked right up to him, and she said, here, I'm teaching you how to dance. (laughs) She started teaching him how to do a basic four-step. Because he didn't know. He literally did not know. I'm surprised mom did the money dance. Yeah. Shocks me. She did. She's like, I'm going to teach that boy how to dance. She got up and walked over there and did it. It was really funny. Well, good. Good, good, good. Okay.
2: well, I think, like you said, we'll probably have more details to come in the coming weeks as we remember things. Yeah. There's a lot of things we definitely didn't touch on this week. Hopefully Lamar Odom will still be alive next week. I was just gonna say, actually, he'll probably be dead by the time this <laughs> drops. Should we say drops. rest in
1: peace now? I don't know. Like that's so mean. But... The whole thing
2: is just like I have so mixed crazy. feelings about the whole thing. I, I have just mixed don't feelings even know what too. to say. Like I, know. I, I really believe that Chloe genuinely loved him. Yeah. And I think he genuinely loved her. And I think that's the only thing that was genuine. But I mean, the Agreed. rest of the family coming or making oh, statements and all this oh, stuff, God. I'm just like, no one cares about that. It just it surprised me that Kim and Chris came with her at the the time because I'm just like, Kim, you're like ready to pop. You don't oh, need right. to be She's
1: totally pregnant. Well, the only thing I can think is that they happen to be with her, and so that's why they
2: all went. It could be. but I'm just like, you know, leave it to them to seize any opportunity.
1: I mean, do they really, I mean, do they care that much about this person? I doubt it.
2: And Chris was photographed outside, you know, crying and all this stuff, and I'm just like... What a nightmare for the Odoms. And he, you know, he has children, you know. Well, the kids are there, but, you know, and of course his, you know, crack pipe dad is there.
1: You know what? This is how most families are. You know, they just, you know, family's family and, you know, very few of us have sophisticated put together families right And so when shit gets real you get to see all the ugly business and it sucks
2: and it's kind of funny because they keep like releasing statements saying you know we're praying for him and blah 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 and i'm just like he owed deed at a whorehouse (laughs) can we remind ourselves of that the divorce is almost final like you know Seriously, it's not like they were actively married and, you know, they just had Thanksgiving yesterday or something, but that's how they act. and Right. It's just irritating. It's really irritating. irritating. And you
1: know what? It's it's such a circus. And the thing is, is, if he had no connection to the Kardashian family, this would still be incredibly dire, but it would not be making headlines on every news site. It would be, former NBA player is in a coma from an overdose at... Whatever. Right. Right. It, just, it would be what it is. I mean, he still has tons of money and he's he was he's been a messed up dude since the beginning. Like even before. He was he's been an addict for years. Well, yeah.
2: She barely so, knew him. They got they she knew married each other him and he was an addict. Knew each other ten days, I think, before they got married or something like that. A month.
1: Yeah, they I I think total a month. But yeah, I think after ten days of dating they got married. Well, and not only that, but I mean, I don't know if you recall I was watching the Kardashians back then and there were many episodes where he would be up all night playing video games and she would get up out of bed and fall asleep on the couch just to be near him. Yeah. That is a huge red flag
2: that perhaps he's on something. Right. And then the, you know, there was just a lot of different things where like she, she had been hiding it for a long time. Yes. And I don't know if it's because she didn't want to concede that she made a mistake by getting married so quickly. Or you know, you know what? Pride, pride will keep you in a shitty situation for a lot longer than you should. That's true. That is definitely I mean, it really, the truth.
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: So. But I hope whatever it is, he can find peace. Me too. Because God, you know, he's just a
1: human. Well, know, he's a, a human.
2: He's a really broken individual. And, yes. Yes. You know, I just I hope he can find the peace that he needs wherever that is.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. So hopefully. Well, I mean, I don't think we'll be talking about it again. But, you know, if he passes away, you know, the circus that will ensue, I'm sure, will cause a lot of eye
2: rolling. God, it just. And that's the weird part is is everyone's kind of sick of the Kardashians. So why does the media keep talking about them?
1: I don't know. It's very
2: strange. That's the part I don't get. It is a weird thing. I agree. It's it's turned pretty negative. Like, nobody really wants to know about them anymore. Everyone's kind of, like, over it.
1: And it was funny because everybody's outraged, like, he's not Khloe Kardashian's ex. He's former NBA player. I saw that. And, but a lot of people are saying that. But it's like, well, then you need to talk to the media people because the media people are the ones that are doing it, not the, not the average people. No one gives two shits. And people then, overdose constantly. It's not, this is
2: not headline news. Yeah, but it is because there's a Chloe attached to it. You know, like I said, I'm just hopeful that, you know, he he can rise above all of this somehow and um, mm-hmm. get to a good place. So
1: hopefully next week we can talk about Hayden Panettiere. Yes. Probably won't talk about Lamar Odom. We, we I do want to talk to you about Sister Wives a little bit. Yeah, I kind of am curious about that. I've finally caught up so we can talk about it. A OK, little bit. because it's it's actually been quite a struggle to watch because it's so damn depressing. But we'll is talk it about really? it. Really?
2: OK. Yeah.
1: Oh, and then there was something, there was a subject I wanted to broach with you on my morbid side. So we'll talk about that next week
2: as well. Sounds good. Yay. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, being patient with us and letting us have the week off. We appreciate it. And uh, hopefully it gave you, like Jamie said, the opportunity to catch up. As always, please check out our Amazon site and our Avon link to get some makeup. Or um, if you're looking for Halloween costumes, Amazon's got a ton. And it would help us out as well if you shopped uh, via our link. Do it. Other than that Have a fabulous week And uh, congratulations Natalie and Steve We love you guys And uh, hope all goes well Bye Bye
0: That's it for this week Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com iHeartRadio iTunes Stitcher Or of course The Ugly Truth mobile app For any past shows And then every Sunday You'll get a brand new episode We truly appreciate you listening And sharing the Ugly Truth With your friends and family Except for maybe your little ones, that may not be a good idea. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends. You're gonna make the finest mama someday Some man will
1: take you away But until then
2: Chase down your dreams Laugh all the time and believe That love's gonna conquer all things. So until then, I'll be
0: your man.